pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbontoni, a 107-year-old Bronx woman. Says her secret to a long life is never getting married. Tony Kornheiser, good for her. Her name is Louise. She ripped my heart out in 1976. 1976? That was like halftime. Yeah. I mean, after halftime, where were you the first... You know, when she was 35, 40. I had still saved up a lot of money from when I was a kid. And I remember going out and buying her a charm bracelet. And wow. I think she said something like, I'm 65 years old. I don't need this garbage. Diamonds. Should have gone diamonds, big fella. Not yeah. a charm bracelet. Charm bracelets. This was the key when I was 18. Welcome yeah. to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, college rankings are out. Baseball suspensions are in. And we may have uncovered a big downside to baseball's new safety nets. But we begin today with, mercifully, the return of pro football on television. Tonight at 8 on NBC, Denver will play Atlanta in the annual Hall of Fame game. They don't get carried away. Nobody good is getting on the field. But it gives us the excuse to mention the top 100 NFL players as voted by 1,200 current NFL players on NFL.com. Number one is Aaron Donald. The rest of the top ten in order are... Drew Brees, Khalil Mack, Patrick Mahomes, Todd Gurley, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Aaron Rodgers, Julio Jones, and Von Miller. Wilbon, you got any beef here? No, no, I don't, Tony. You know, at first I was going to have a little with Antonio Brown. But Antonio Brown, while he's a nuisance, he is a great, great player. And so I don't leave my personal feelings out of that. I will say this. I mean, all this passing, I mean, there's never been more throwing of the football than now. And there's no left tackle, particularly for the right-handed quarterback. So no right, right tackle for the right. left-handed. I mean, there's no David Bakhtari, the Packers' great tackle, is like 43rd. What? Yeah. So, but, but, but I don't, but then you got to, you know, I always say to these things when people object, who would you take out? And I don't have a problem with anybody in that, in that well, top this, this 10, is, but yeah. I'd like to see Bakhtari there. Well, this is what I looked at. All of those guys would have been in my top 20. So if they're in the top 10, I'm okay with that. I might have wanted Ezekiel Elliott. I might have wanted Travis Kelsey. I think if Rob Gronkowski were playing, I think he would be in there. Four years ago, he'd have been there. Let's look at the calculus of the NFL right now. Four quarterbacks, three pass rushers, two wide receivers, and a running back. I think this says that the NFL players do respect defense very much so. Yes, cause, yes. Because they've got these pass the players do. But as you say, no offensive linemen, no defensive backs, no Revis Island kind of stuff. I was a no. little surprised. Well, Tony, because you get a guy like Jalen Ramsey, those guys, I tell you every year, somebody proclaims them. There's right. some great they story last. about them on network TV. They don't last. And then they get cut. That's right. I mean, they're not even important. But that's the NFL right now. They're fungible. Those categories, that's the NFL right now. Quarterbacks, pass rushers, wide receivers. Tony, if we went back to 1975, how many running backs would be on that list? Or 77? Of the top ten, at least four. At at least least four, four. not six. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Melvin Gordon isn't on that top ten list of running back. But he remains in the news because his agent is requesting a trade if the Chargers don't move off their offer of about $10 million per. The Chargers have not given Gordon's agent permission to start talking to potential trade partners. Tony, Mike Freeman tweeted that Gordon, unfortunately, has zero leverage. So, should the Chargers just wait him out or take him up on his trade request? Fantastic name drop for Freeman. Very proud of you for doing that. I think, that, I think if the agent is offering to help broker a deal... 
I think they ought to do that. I think there are two things working against Gordon right now. One is the statistic that last year the Chargers were 4-0 and in games he didn't play. Right. So That's how great is his value? And the second <laughs> thing is Philip Rivers saying we love him, but we're going to play with who we've got. So that's not a ringing endorsement. To me, you want to get something. It seems pretty obvious that they're not going to go up in their offer. So let the agent try to make a deal, don't you think? I think, although I might call the agents bluff and get them in there, back in there, and they should do this, they probably will do this, and say, okay, it's not $10 million a year. What is it going to be? Because when we're not going up to 16, and you know that, or you, could, or you might just wait, because it's $5 million now. What, what's going to get yeah. a deal? Are we going to get a deal at 11 and a half? Are we going to get a deal at eight, 11, eight? Are we going to deal, get a deal at 12? So, I, Tony, I, I, there are negotiations that go on. You and I have seen this happen. Everybody acts like this is new. Well, you and I have been covering running backs holding out of camp for 40 years each. Let me tell I, I'm, you, I'm not so easily giving up. Let me tell you what I thought when I first heard this story today. I thought, wouldn't it be great if the Dallas Cowboys said, we will take him. We'll take this guy. We're not going to play around with Ezekiel Elliott and Cabo for the rest of the time. So we'll take this guy. I'm also thinking, I wrote some teams down, Mike, that might be close, might need a running back. The Packers, the Eagles, your Bears, the Chiefs. No, the Bears drafted a guy, so we don't need a running back. This guy's a very productive player. I know, but they're not going to. They just paid a a linebacker so they can keep their rookie running backs on those early low contracts. So this is all contractual, Tony. But I will say this. He ain't Ezekiel Elliott, is he? Is he that good? No, but if Ezekiel Elliott, again, is not in the United States of America... <laughs> well, Cabo's not that far, Tony. But that, I hate to gives break you, to you. that gives you leverage. That gives the that Cowboys leverage. That would give you leverage. some leverage. Yes, it would. Yes, we it turn would. now to college football, where the coaches poll makes Clemson the number one team in the country. Clemson is the defending national champion, having crushed Alabama. And Clemson returns its starting quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, an early favorite for the Heisman Trophy. Well, then Clemson only has... Two ranked opponents on its entire schedule. So would it be a disappointment if Clemson is not back in the title game? Probably so, Tony, because of that guy, first of all, number 16. Plus that, Tony, the people along Clemson's lines, and particularly I think their offensive line, they didn't start any games, but they played a lot of snaps because the games are so lopsided. Yeah. That they could go in there and they could play some snaps, like 140 snaps for each of those guys. The Look, defensive I, I line, to, too. The defensive line all went to the NFL. They Three were the first-round picks. But he's Three. got guys. Yeah. Tony, I, look, I, I sat and talked with Dabo Sweeney this, this spring, and he's not, he's not overly concerned about what they don't have. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, that whole outfit is pretty, pretty confident about what they've got coming back. Tony, it starts with 16. I mean, it starts with this kid who's the greatest quarterback we've seen in college. I mean, I'm going back before Matt Leiner. Really? I'm going back before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure He's the best really? freshman quarterback okay. I think I've ever seen. Let me, let me just say right now that Freeman just went to the back of the line as you name dropped Davo Sweeney. You that like was, that? That was that very was Freeman, impressive. get out of here. I'll tell you this about, about Clemson. We're now, we've gone five years with the format with four teams. Alabama's been in four of them and won two. Clemson's been in three of them and won two. I'm going I'm to take five teams. I'm going to take Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. And I'll give you the field if you want it, and I bet you don't want it. I know everybody's taking Georgia. Right? I, I'm I, not taking Ohio State in this first year but would you take with the, a new coaching would you change. Take I'm the not field? taking the Buckeyes. If you gave, would you give me those five and take the field? I wouldn't. I think, um, I think it comes from those five. I, I, Tony, 
I like Clemson out of all of them. I just yeah. think it's their time. It's and their time may only last a couple more years because who knows? I mean, things happen. But man, Sweeney, he's got that thing going, Tony. He does. Let's revisit yesterday's baseball trade deadline. By the way, we're the Wildcats. Are we twenty third, something like that? Twenty-five trade deadline. Twenty-five for the Wildcats. Okay, twenty-five. And the eerie silence coming from Los Angeles. The Dodgers could have upgraded their shaky bullpen, but they didn't or wouldn't. Andrew Friedman decided to not trade for the Pirates' superb closer Felipe Vasquez because he didn't want to give up Uber prospect Gavin Lux. Tony Friedman has pulled the trigger on huge deadline deals in the past, like last summer for Manny Machado. So he ain't scared. But are the Dodgers going to regret their inactivity this time around? So let's go to Friedman and the Dodgers, because I think they've earned the benefit of the doubt because he has done this before. And they have not won the World Series, but they've gotten to the World Series. Everybody in the National League, including the Dodgers, as you know, needs bullpen help. The Dodgers also need defensive help. But the Dodgers, they hit and they hit with power from both sides of the plate. They probably feel that they are a World Series team Right now, because they are. I think they are. Yeah, I mean the the stunner, of course, was Granky going to Houston, but I mean I think the Dodgers are probably positioned pretty well. And and this prospect, Gavin Lux, listen, he's but he's hitting. He four fifty seven in Triple A. He's played twenty five games. He's got twenty four extra base hits and twelve homers. So he's on a pace to hit eighty home runs. Mike, I'm not I'm not giving up on that kid. I'm not letting him go. I'm I not. think I'm not either. Look, I, I went through this with my own team with the Cubs in two thousand sixteen. And they went out and got Aroldis Chapman, and he was central to yeah. winning a championship right. for the first time in 108 years. The Dodgers' drought is not that long. But, Tony, we had to give up a couple of prospects, and people always say, oh, was it worth it? Hell, yes, it was worth it, particularly to us. The Dodgers have more hardware. Yes, but they do. I, I, Tony, I don't know. That's a hard one. But I, I, I want to point out something else. All these GMs now, they all seem to be about the same age and they have the same formula and nobody's an independent thinker or doer or very seldom they are. I, I think this is not good for baseball. I'm not criticizing Friedman's decision not to give yeah, up Lux. I mean, I think they I'm are just saying I the trade deadline thinking. relative inactivity to me well. can be traced to all these copycat GMs who all want play from the same yeah. playbook, Tony. I disagree with that. I mean, I think that, that I think they all do what they do because they were sort of modeled after Theo Epstein and they know what they're no. doing. I mean, in the, in the case of the Dodgers, they've been to the World Series twice. You know, so, and they, they're they the best get team over in their the, league. Tony, Tony I know. the Dodgers are not the Cubs. You know, my, Winning the World Series is what matters now in, in L.A. before the Lakers the playoffs, the Mike, in the playoffs, sometimes... A couple of your starters, like they're going to go with Ryu and Kershaw and Bueller, and other starters will go to the bullpen and shorten the bullpen a little bit. Uh, it maybe, changes But it stuff. doesn't mean those guys always work starters in the bullpen. In Major League Baseball has handed out the discipline for that Pirates-Reds brawl two nights ago. Eight players and both managers were suspended. Here's the breakdown. Amir Garrett, who incited the brawl by charging the Pirates' dugout, he got eight games. Yasiel Puig got three. He's not even on the team anymore. Reds manager David Bell got six for returning to the field after being ejected. Pirates manager Clint Hurdle got two. But the headline is that Pittsburgh reliever Keone Kella, who threw at Derek Dietrich's head earlier in the game, got 10 games, quote, for his role in instigating the bench-clearing incident, unquote. Will Bond, is this justice? No. Um, if Joe Torre and if Commissioner Rob Manfred wanted to get rid of this and send a tough message to clean up baseball now.
and get this thuggish Pittsburgh behavior out of our sight, they would have done that. I'd love to talk to either one of them to say, why are you guys so scared? Why didn't you go out there and say to Clint Hurdle, get out? We don't want this thuggish brand of baseball. Tony, the NHL, as we talked about the other day, they've cleaned it up. Maybe it was gradual. Maybe there was no one stunning move to do it. But they cleaned up their act largely in context. Baseball, for not putting Clint Hurdle on ice for about 25 games, has done nothing. And this is going to happen again, this Pittsburgh-Cincinnati thing, probably in division. So I see this differently than you do. And I, and I give you your point about Clint Hurdle and Pittsburgh. I would have given Garrett, as I said yesterday, 10 games. But I think given this other guy, 10 games, going back on the timeline like that and including in their report when they benched the managers, in both cases with the managers, they went back to earlier malfeasance earlier in the season. I think that is a pretty big modern step for baseball. And I think they ought to call both managers in and say, the next time you're out for 30 games. I, I actually like this one more than you like well, this one you're because only, of the context. You're only one step from me. We're basically saying the managers need to be more solid. But, Tony, the difference is you don't watch this division. You no, don't you watch don't. like I, I do. I don't. Pittsburgh, let me say this one more day. They're constant thuggery. This has been going on all season, Tone. So, so if you want to warn them one more time, I'll even go with you. But then somebody's got to go for like the rest of the, the half, next half of the season if this continues out of Pittsburgh specifically. Let's take a break. But coming up, what is the word to describe what Rick Porcello did to two TV sets? And what should we make of Trevor Bauer attending an Indians game? Just walking through the turnstile as a fan. By the way, that top hundred, only four Patriots. All they do is win Super Bowls and yeah. only four Patriots. Really? Part of the interruption is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. Geico presents Yikes. Another voicemail from your roommate. Sup, roomie? Hey, a pipe burst in the basement. completely flooded. Anyway, I called for someone to fix it, but in the meantime, I was thinking we could finally have that indoor pool party we've always wanted. I got some cool swan floaty things already going. Could you pick up some chips on your way home? Later. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. When I'm wearing my doctor's coat, you know it's time for me to perform marvels. And what's the word? What's first? Rick Porcello was blank for breaking two TV sets in the dugout last night. Larry Boa-ish. Porcello did this very early. This was at the end of the first inning when he'd only given up one run. If he gave up three more in the second inning, what would he have done? Ripped the phone off the wall? Porcello is obviously upset that his ERA is trending up. It's right near six now. He's not the pitcher he was as a Cy Young, but he's not Larry Bowen, the dugout either. And Mike, you'll remember this. Bowen used to go through the Phillies dugout. He used to take a bat and break every single light bulb there. That's what he did. I know, Tony Nava, there's a phrase for me. It's Little League angry. I mean, you're so angry. You're like like a little child and you pick up the first thing you can get to and start smashing it. Now, Little League, there are no dugouts, but Little League sideline benches don't have TVs. But the anger, yeah. you said this is the first, he had more energy in the first inning than he was going to have at yeah. any point left in that game. 
Very, Little League angry time. Very few TVs at the Little League games as well. Not. Next. It was blank of Trevor Bauer to attend the Indians game last night. It was nostalgic. He'd just been traded away. He probably wanted to say goodbye. He came in in a T-shirt and a backpack. He stood in the, in the standing so room only funny. section. He signed autographs. He seemed pleasant, pleasant, but he is an odd fellow. He is not liked by all of his teammates. But I will tell you this, Mike. I watched this five-minute video that he released today yeah. that he voiced, that he cut, yeah. that he put together himself. It is spectacular. It is spectacular. I mean, the video is so good, Tony. I watched it. Four minutes and seven seconds in the sake of accuracy. Tony, it's great. I mean, just the, the honesty of it, the emotion of it without being over the top, all that was great. Yeah. By the way, the word is it's Bauer-like. I mean, he's an eccentric dude. And I wonder, Tony, having covered everything like you have, do you see this kind of eccentricity in the other sports among active players? Like in football, you're sort of forced to conform early. Right. In basketball, it might be a different kind of sort of J.R. Smith eccentricity. Do you see this anywhere? Bauer, I mean, thoughtful guy. I'd want him on my team. And I don't care. He can come. He can pay his way in any night. And by the way, from pitchers especially because they're off by themselves. That's Next. Okay. Last one. Striking out five batters in one inning is a blank feat for Malcolm Van Buren. It's unnecessary. You should only have to strike out three. The catcher drops a third strike and then makes a throwing error. The catcher has a passed ball on one of these things. Come on, catch. Help your pitcher out here. This kid, Van Buren, he got the last strike out the fifth with the bases loaded. He's apparently a farmhand in the Kansas City chain. And he's the, he's the first Van Buren I've heard of since Martin Van Buren, for whom they named a high school in Queens. And many of my friends went there. I was going to say Malcolm Van Buren. That name is downright presidential. Yeah. Tony, it is. I don't know. We know what his aspirations are. But let me just say it's, it's extra credit. I mean, you, I've seen striking out four, and that's extra credit. This is double extra credit. Five. You have to strike out a fifth Hold on guy to the ball. in an inning. I mean, come on. Help me out here. Help a pitcher out. Unbelievable. That's it. We're out of here. That's all the words we got. Uh, we'll take one last break, but still to come, did Jeff McNeil just reveal a problem with baseball's new safety nets? And did the overrated, overly talked about Jets just land a difference maker for their season ahead? No, the Browns are overly talked about. The Them Jets, too. Nobody Them talks too. about the Jets. The Jets and really? the Browns. Get out of my the life. Jets? Get really? them both out. Happy time. People, happy 30th birthday, Madison Bumgarner. The trade deadline has passed, and Bumgarner still finds himself in San Francisco. Although Bumgarner started the season basically stalled, in his last seven starts, he's 6-1 with a 2-5-1 ERA, making him again one of the best pitchers in the National League. The Giants didn't sell much because they had the best record in baseball in the month of July. Well, why sell if you're trying to go after something, even a wild card spot? Tony, wouldn't, didn't you think Mad Bum was more like 33, 34? Didn't it surprise you that he's just 30? Sneaky young, actually, yes. Happy anniversary, Kevin Durant. On this day eight years ago, Durant showed up at Rucker Park and dropped 66 points. At the time, Durant said it was one of the greatest days of his life. Rucker Park in Harlem is cathedralized in the late Pete Axthelm's great basketball work, The City Game. And by the way, my pick for quote of the year in 2019 is, I'm Kevin Durant. You all know who I am. I, I love that. Tony, remember when players used to, great players would drop in on the city summer league games and just play yes. unannounced? Yes. Was that not a great time? Yes. Happy trails to this at bat for Eloy Jimenez. 
The White Sox rookie flared one foul down the right field line this afternoon. And Mets outfielder Jeff McNeil, known as Squirrel, tracked it down while leaping into the new safety net at something called Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago. Comiskey Park. Wilbon, could this be even more dangerous to fans than foul balls? Of course not. Nobody's going, no player's like a projectile going 120 miles per hour into some young kid's head. It helps the player, and the fans love that. The guy's coming into a net that can catch him and talk some smack and throw him back. Yeah, it's a sort of a Spider-Man thing. It's kind of cool, like, a, like an amusement park yes, situation. Yes, they want to make it into a ride. Yeah. One omission, Vic Fangio is supposed to make his preseason head coaching debut tonight, but spent a chunk of the day in the hospital with a kidney stone that Ooh. has not yet passed. I've had yeah. this. This is all bad. The, Let's go the to the big to finish. Vic. Let's do it. Pelicans GM and your boy David Griffin says he yeah. was miserable during his championship season with the Cavs. I'll bet you're not surprised. No. And were you surprised? No. 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 You weren't. No. Ryan Khalil came out of retirement to play center for the Jets. Is that a big deal, Tony? Well, he's a five-time Pro Bowl guy in Carolina. The guy he's snapping it to, Sam Donald, USC, he's USC, who knows? Lance Stevenson signed a one-year deal to play in China. Your thoughts? If you're at the end of your NBA career, there's one piece of advice you have to take. Just go to China. Money is awaiting you. Millions and millions of dollars await you. Andre Drummond is withdrawn from the USA World Cup team. Is that a big loss? I don't know, but it seems like people are running away from that team for fear their reputation will suffer if they agree to go. I don't get this. Last one, Astros and Indians. That's a rubber match tonight. Who do you like? I like the Indians. The Astros will get hot in time when they need to, like September and probably October. <laughs> That's right. We're beginning of August, Tony. I That's like right. the Indians. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, you knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Dr. Mark Klayman, I need your help.